0: Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time
1: podcast.
0: Sorry, we've been away for a while, but here we are again.
1: I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Here with Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, man. How long? How long have we been away for? It just. It doesn't feel that long to me. You see.
0: Does it not? I feel like it's at least a month or something.
1: Oh, that's. Not I don't long. know. It's a bit. Yeah. Pretty standard, isn't it? I know we've had longer breaks. I feel that like yeah. that's that's like a the, that's a good frequency. Yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe it's just because this
0: interview today I recorded some weeks ago, so it feels like it feels like it's been a long time.
1: Right. Well, um spring feels like it's definitely sprung here. I don't know about down in London, but we've had some um, very much here as well. Still a bit cold up north, but some beautiful beautiful skies. Yeah, we've got
0: a lot of blue skies here at the minute. Yeah, definitely feel that spring is almost here. But yeah, you keep
1: him well, spirits high. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not so good for you at the moment. Overcoming COVID.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, COVID has finally finally caught up with me. Uh had it the past few days. Um I haven't been too bad with it, but it's left me obviously like housebound and stuff. So not the most fun weekend I'm currently having. But
1: it's all Definitely good. Definitely no gigs. No gigs for you at the moment. I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, not at the moment. Te- technically, though, with the way the rules are, you can still still like go to a gig, can't you? And that's, that's pretty crazy, right?
0: Yeah. For at the time of recording, my my wife is off to uh, a show at the O2, which is like a it's like a live David Attenborough thing with a live orchestra or something. And obviously, mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to that. And legally, I could go,
1: um, but I just didn't feel right doing that. It's so not the responsible thing to do, really, is it? No, Especially a Dave, no. a Dave and Attenborough show, where you, I can imagine as much as it sounds very, very cool, and I'd like to go myself. I would imagine the age demographic is a little bit older than you know your average pop punk show, quite I possibly. Guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't be the right thing to do, you know. Uh, like I had a friend who had COVID a couple of weeks ago and he was supposed to go to the Alkaline Trio show. He didn't for the same reason. I admired mm. him for that. So I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't follow the same the
1: same rules. So given you've been spending a lot of time indoors and um, doing nothing, have you uh, discovered anything new in that time?
0: I've been lis- listening to a few new releases for sure. Yeah. What about you? Is there anything, anything you've checked out recently?
1: Just, well, I haven't checked out the full record yet, but the... Um new hot water music record is out um i can't remember what the song was called that that was released early lock lock it up or something
0: something like that yeah you sent it
1: to me because you were quite impressed
0: you were loving and the chorus on it weren't yeah, you?
1: yeah i'm sure the full record came out on um on friday last week so
0: it did i didn't i'm just gonna add it to my title music now i'm just looking yeah it came out End hits records March 18th, so I'll be listening to that for sure.
1: Yeah, I need to get on that. But yeah, I love that. It's, yeah, Lock Up, it's called, it was the track they released, which is kind of like, it's the second last song on the record. So um, I don't know if that bodes well for... It, it's the final song on the record. Oh, right, it's the last one. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that bodes well for like the rest of the record, because you don't, you don't put your best songs last, do you? Yeah, it's always an unusual choice.
0: I never understand that, but yeah. That's that. I'm going to be interested to listen to that album in full.
1: And the other thing I heard the other day was that snippet of the new Simple Plan song. It's Congratulations, I think it's called. New record coming out in May or something, is it?
0: They have. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I forget which date in May it comes out. Start of May, I think. Yeah, Simple Plan. I've never been ones for naming albums very well. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, nothing the against call? them. I, I enjoy their music. So their, their album that's coming out is uh, not as hard as it looks, I think. No, harder than it looks. Right. Like having a hilarious little pun there. And like, let, let's look back at some of their their album titles. So the last one, six years ago, taking one for the team. Funny little similar joke, apparently. And then before that, they had Get Your Heart On. Hilarious. They have the, the self-titled. Then before that, had still not getting not not getting any and then the album which is 20 years old now first one was it no no pads no helmets
1: just balls i I feel
0: like they have albums that are named by a 13 year old or something but uh...
1: and and don't don't necessarily kind of fit the Ethos of their actual songs and records themselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I it was know. a Blink 182, Blink One Eight Two record. You can maybe you can maybe yeah. understand
0: it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little odd, but um, yeah. What did you what? So
0: they have put out three songs from their oh, okay. upcoming album.
1: I've, oh, I've only heard that. Congratulations track. Oh, okay. What what do you think? Yeah, I think it's yeah. It's a really good, quite anthemic. It's um, got quite a big sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so have you not listened to the one
0: before that with uh, Ruined My Life with Derek from Sum 41?
1: Oh, maybe I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, I have. I th- I, I re- that's my favorite
0: of the three so far. I think all three are
1: really solid. What's the other one called? The first one's called
0: "The Antid- You're the Antidote or The Antidote. Yeah, The Antidote. Okay.
1: Have they been released over quite a, a
0: long period of time? Yeah, the first one came out in November. Just went that yeah. weekend. I was coming up to you. It came out right. that Friday. I
1: probably have heard heard all three. I've just not connected them yeah. to, the, to the new yeah, record, yeah. given they were such, such a long time ago.
0: Uh, but I think all three are solid songs. Makes makes me actually look forward to hearing the album. Cool. Uh, yeah, I know Zach Safini did the first did the first two, which is which is cool. What else has there been? Uh, we got another Machine Gun Kelly album coming out soon. He's had two songs out. One we've discussed before had. One release with Ollie Sykes, from Bring Me the Horizon this <sighs> week and Travis Barker. Yeah, um, I've heard that, did, yeah. It's not a bad song.
1: It's, I don't think it's a bad song. It's just it's just it's just it's no no different than the other his other songs.
0: Well yeah, I think it's okay. My issue with it though is um remember we were talking a little while ago about the L- Olivia Rodrigo song that Paramore had to have um writing songwriting credits on. Right. And I think if if they had to for that one, they should do for this one because if you listen to it, it really sounds like Misery Business by Paramore, like the the latter half of the chorus. I don't know how there's got to be a, a lawsuit coming surely for that. I don't know how they're getting away with that. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's that that jumped out to me with that one. Fair enough. Anything else? New new song from Kenny Hoopla with Travis Barker as well. It was a bit more. It was okay. A bit more hip hop sided than than the other the stuff from last year.
1: Well, you do love your hip hop, don't you? Apparently so, yeah. New album from, have you ever listened
0: to, I don't know, forgive me, I don't know how to say his name. It's Sweco or Suco, S-U-E-C-O. He's another sort of one of the Travis Barker core. And like Travis is on a song on his album. Um, I, right. It's very much of that vein, but a few of the songs are pretty catchy. Yeah, that's, that's it really. So we could probably jump into today's interview. So Nick had a sick day on this one. He's feeling poorly. So uh, I, I had to go in solo for this one. And I spoke, to, uh, I spoke to Liz, who's the singer for a band out of Wisconsin called Gold Steps, who seemed to be growing at the minute. Recently had a song out with another former guest of ours, Nick Thompson from Hit the Lights. Yeah, it was, it was cool to, to have a chat with Liz. And uh, here it is. Thanks so much for giving me some of your time. This Well, I guess it's morning for you afternoon late afternoon for me <laughs>
2: that's okay I'm will
0: have to drink so that's that's all good on this side oh what are you drinking it's just a bog standard brew dog is brew dog big in america brew dog
2: i think we i've heard of it um i actually work for a craft brewery so we drink a lot of beer at our house i, <laughs> I
0: saw that from your guys's instagram yeah i want to talk about that in a little bit yeah no yeah. brew dog's a funny one in it's it's a scottish brewery and it's just like in europe now it's oh. so huge it's ubiquitous it's everywhere it's like because it's, I mean, I guess it's still a craft beer, but it's like, it's so mainstream. It's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there's actually, I think they've become a bit more of a sort of evil corporation as they've gone on, but the beer is actually pretty good to be fair. It's just the dead pony that I'm on. it. You
2: know? Well, enjoy your beer. I'll be drinking water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So um, are you, you're based in Milwaukee, right?
2: Yep. Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: Okay. Okay. And let me, so, you know, I've tried to like work out a timeline from looking at all the interviews and, Stalking your guys' Instagrams and stuff. So, were you in Texas before? Were you in Austin, Texas? Was it Austin, Texas you were in before?
2: Yep. So, we started the band in Austin, Texas. I had moved there um, and joined Zach's band. um, And then we broke off from that original band to start Gold Steps um, in Austin. And then after a few years, I got homesick and really wanted to move back to Milwaukee. Um,
1: We got married
2: up here on the lakefront. So, it's very. You know, near and dear to my heart um, yeah. and I just wanted to be closer to family so we were located from one of the quote-unquote coolest places in America to to me my favorite city in America
0: okay so is it just you who's originally from that part of the world not your husband as well is it yeah
2: my husband's from El Paso we just met in Austin um, and right. then okay. the other two members of the band they are from here in Wisconsin as well um, we picked okay. up new members after moving
0: oh I see okay okay yeah and like so how does milwaukee compare to austin like you know i kind of i don't know too much about milwaukee to be honest austin obviously south by southwest my brother lived there for years Mm -hmm. so i know a little bit about by him and as you said it's supposed to be like a sort of hip and happening place i mean what what's the is it a contrast or it's Milwaukee kind of got its yeah. thing going. So
2: what I really love about Milwaukee is I really love how industrial it is. Like it, it, it truly is like a blue collar town. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. you know, obviously white collar jobs downtown and stuff, but it's really, you know, it was a manufacturing hub for a long time. Um, there's all, there's like the Menominee Valley is like full of like these old factories and stuff. So it kind of has more of like a gritty, um, like just really down to earth vibe. So Austin has turned into really like a tech hub for the South. Um, which, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing about keep Austin weird was something that was really kind of like it was ubiquitous with Austin. It's like, oh, it's the live music capital of the world, and it's really quirky, and there's all these like free spirits there. And you know, the longer we were there, the more that started to kind of fade away. And I, I mean, of course, we were tra- I was tra- a transplant too. Sure. Um, but Austin got a little a little big for me. um i I don't mind big cities. I love all the culture that they bring to the table, but, there's something to be said about how cozy of a town Milwaukee can be. I mean, everybody just feels, I mean, shit, you run into people all the time that like, you know, at the grocery store, like you can't That's necessarily nice. be as anonymous, okay. um, but it is really, it's it's very homey and everybody is pretty humble here. And, and, you know, Austin was really fun. I just felt like I had missed like some of that, some of that down home feeling. That sounds really like country to me. <laughs> Um, but Milwaukee is really cool. It has a really great food scene. Um, when our producer, um, and Nick had come up to co-write with us, they were like, okay, we get it. Like Milwaukee has great food, like stop feeding (laughs) us. (laughs) Um, and I just, you know, like I work at a brewery. I love the craft beer scene up here. Um, which Austin also had, but there's just, I don't know. There's, it's, it feels like home to me. So I guess yeah. that's why I love it so much.
0: Oh, nice. It sounds, it, from what you say, it sounds like there's a sort of nice sense of community there as well, I guess, which is always good to have.
2: There is. And we also, I mean, Milwaukee has the world's largest music festival, Summerfest. It's been going since really the seventies. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, it, it used to be an 11 day long music festival. Wow. And then over the pandemic now it's switched into a couple of different weekends and I'm calling this the ACL effect. Because this year, they're making it a three-weekend festival. So from Thursday to Saturday for three different weekends in the summer, instead of doing one 11-day shebang. So it's kind of new. I'll see how it works. I hope that it continues to bring people to Milwaukee. And then maybe if they stay for two weekends, the in-between time during the week, they'll come and hang out with me at the brewery Yeah, um, and check out all the other really great places. And we have gorgeous museums here. We have a really great zoo so milwaukee's awesome come there's
0: visit there's stuff to do yeah it's funny like because you know obviously i know of milwaukee and but it's just like that you get like these american cities when you just like obviously you know where they are you know what state they're in but then we just don't know too much about them if they not been there so it's like looking on the wikipedia and stuff i was like oh it looks like a nice place you know mm-hmm.
2: yeah i mean my drive to work every morning i look out at this beautiful lake that's huge and you can't see the other side i mean i might it might as well be the ocean to me that's cool um so yeah, it's a beautiful place.
0: I'm uh, I'm based in East London. I don't, have, have you have you had have, have much UK experience? being over this way before?
2: Never. I actually just got my first passport this year.
0: <laughs> oh right. Okay. Um,
2: but we wanted first come one to ever, the UK. really. We we almost came to the UK. Very first one. I have not traveled. I, I've traveled around the United States a lot, but I've never been out of the country. So this year will be the first time I get to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, so you actually have travel plans this year in place
2: yeah i mean we're I, i'm going to mexico for just like for vacation um yeah. and then we may be going to canada later in the summer we'll see we're trying oh, okay. to work out a tour okay. with some of our friends so
0: oh yeah. nice and you mentioned you did you say you almost came to the uk before was that like band related or just like you know personal holiday yeah or...
2: there was a festival there was a, a smaller festival that um I want to say it's this guy, Danny Freeman, from a band called A Few Too Many. I think I think that's how we were kind of getting hooked up with it. And then it was like, they were like, yeah, totally come. And we were like, yeah, but except uh, we've never been out of the country. I didn't have a passport at that time. And then we were like looking at just like the flights and stuff. And yeah. unfortunately, it was not financially possible <laughs> at that time. but. Uh, it's my dream to go over to Europe and tour. Um, I'd love to get over to Japan and tour. So yeah, Australia, yeah. even though I'm scared of all things creepy crawly, and they seem to be full of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, does, I mean, I does. want. I
2: mean, I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope we can travel and, and do some more stuff overseas. Yeah,
0: a few too many. I know that band. We've never had them on the show. We have talked about having them on before, and I like because what frustrates me with like so many UK bands and like. I don't know if you noticed this as being an American and listening to UK bands, but what pisses me off is when you get a pop punk band in the UK, when they just like sing in an American accent, whereas I think a few too many don't, (laughs) they don't really do that. So like, I don't mind them, but there's so many that just, you know, I could name and shame them, but um, yeah, I I mean, (laughs) even if they have good songs, I just find that a bit kind of, it's inauthentic. Have you ever thought that about that?
2: Well, so coming from a choir background, there's certain ways to form vowels that I feel like because it comes from, I don't know if it comes from like an American way of forming words, um, but I've noticed that in almost any band, um, whether they're from the UK or Australia or somewhere else, I feel like for some reason, people gravitate towards the vowel formations of American English, which is strange because even in pop punk, pop punk kind of has its own little accent wall, you know, like the, everybody kind of sings like this kind of thing. Like (laughs) there's that like effect that people put on, Um, which I haven't, I haven't, um, I don't know. I can always tell when I'm like switching it up and doing that. Like I'll sing songs different ways to see like, so what kind of like effect should I put on my voice to like sing this? But I have noticed that bands from everywhere around the world sing in an american english accent and i don't know why that is i don't know if that's because they've been taught a certain way of forming vowels or what um but i have noticed that i used to our producer used to get up in me about my wisconsin accent coming through with certain vowels <laughs> i was like oh you don't like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like you don't you don't have to sing in an american accent like because i think like the, you know like punk rock from the 70s like the clash that wasn't an american accent frank listen to frank turner someone like that it's true and like, i think a lot of like british and aussie bands will be like oh because they listen they listen to like newfound glory and blink and stuff so they they just try and sing like that and i just think no no take take the song structures the the the, the music but like just put your own spin on it that's what i always find frustrating but like yeah. sorry that's a little tangent anyway
2: no not at all it's cool it's always cool to talk about like you know different stuff like i i love i mean Pop punk is such a unique genre in its own way because it's not really understood outside yeah. of the scene. Like, I—it's so funny to me. Like, the biggest bands, like to us, like to pop, like in the pop punk genre, you go out like in the world, and they're like, you tell them in your band, and you're like, they're like, oh, well, what do you sound like? And then you yeah. just throw a band out, and they're like, and who's that again? <laughs> you're yeah. Like, oh, that's right, they've never been on mainstream radio mtv isn't really a thing anymore so you know like if i were i mean i've had people say like you know like we just toss out Paramore a lot because that's just easy and at least they've been in the spotlight enough and then i've had plenty of people who are like they're like who's Paramore?" or like blink 182 like what's that
0: oh wow Uh, (laughs) all
2: right (laughs) i guess you don't listen to rock music or like (laughs) mainstream radio rock at all like it's it's crazy i would wonder what would be the most recognized pop punk band i would have thought it was blink but it
0: yeah Maybe. that's always that's always my go-to and um it's yeah. funny like with this show as well if someone's like oh you do a podcast i was like yeah i talk to like musicians and stuff and they're like oh anyone i'd know and that, like if it's someone who has no interest in pop <laughs> I mean, we we had like um one of the Sum 41 guys once so like that's that's normally my go-to i was like oh do you know Sum 41 and like if they don't know them then i just like yeah there's no point listing the other names to you, you know? yeah
2: you're like that's that's about them yeah it's it's just crazy though like i mean obviously like i don't exist in a vacuum like i know bands like imagine dragons sure. or like lincoln park or like you know other bands but it's just such a weird little genre that like is tied onto itself so much maybe yeah. so self-contained that's why i like watching bands kind of break out of it and like kind of try new stuff and see you know um not everybody loves those trajectories but i think it's really interesting when a brand can kind of break a brand when a band can break into the mainstream and still keep some of those flavors that you know grew them into who they are
0: yeah yeah it's always an impressive feat when they manage to do that but um anyway so like the the way we normally do these shows is like we kind of you know talk a little bit about the history of the band as you might expect so i mean so Mm -hmm. what i'll do if that's cool like we just walk through Gold Steps' history a little bit, and then just kind of lead up to where you are today, and like obviously the things you have coming up, and like obviously we'll talk about the the track with Nick that you did recently, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I kind of we'll keep that sort of broad structure if that's cool with you.
2: Yeah, sounds good to me.
0: So you said band began when you were living down in Austin, Texas. Had you been in any in any bands in, in like growing up in Milwaukee prior to that? And I suppose like I, actually and. Along with that question, what kind of music did you, were you kind of like firstly into that want, made you want to start bands?
2: Um, well, so up, up here in Milwaukee, I was in a couple of, of bands. Only one of them ended up actually playing out shows, but I was in okay. college and trying to get my degree at the time. Um, so that didn't really um, come to anything. I think we played a few shows and they ended up getting a different singer because I was like, I got to focus on college because it's expensive and I'm paying so much money for it. Um, And then after that, I kind of like always dabbled in stuff on my own. Um, I was actually living in Madison for a few months and was starting a band there. And then I was was living with somebody and they got a job offer in Austin. So I packed up and moved to Austin and I said, well, since I'm finally here, like I'm going to really give music a shot. I've always wanted to sing. I've always wanted to be in a band. I grew up listening to all of, like, the pop punk icons, you know, like Blink and and Simple Plan and Sum 41, and Sugar Cult was a huge band for me, Motion City Soundtrack, I'm wearing their t-shirt. Oh, um, nice. They're a huge influence of mine, yeah. Fallout Boy, so I always wanted to be in a band, like, I like yeah. the band structure, I like how energetic it can be, I don't know if I could hype myself up if I was alone, um, but so... When I moved to Austin, I was introduced to Zach um, by a, a guy who I was in a band with and Zach ended up not joining our band, but I ended up leaving that band to join Zach's band. Mm -hmm. And then Zach and I started dating and the drummer of our former band was not super cool with that. Okay. So then we were like, okay, that's fine. I mean, we write, you know, we write good together. Like we enjoy writing with each other. So we'll just, we're just going to break off and do our own thing. Like that just makes more sense for everybody. We also wanted to take things in a more. Um, pop rock direction then straight like punk and he was the other guy was kind of looking more for like a bad cop bad cop situation okay or like bomb pop stuff that's yeah Pat rec
0: kind of stuff yeah
2: yeah exactly and i'm kind of more i i really like pop music and stuff that is uh really focused on vocal melodies um so zach and i started gold steps and that was in 2016 we just had our birthday we're
0: Oh, six, six years, years old now old. as a band <laughs> wow it's crazy and, yeah. and it's like, and it's funny as well ironically I mean I'm guessing you named your name after a song by by a band that I would argue respect we could have for like a friendly argument about this a band that um are guilty of doing what I was talking about for I think a little bit I mean Exa-
2: I was I thought you were heading that way and I was like <laughs> oh I know who
0: you're talking about. no I, I mean I wasn't it's funnily enough I wasn't specifically thinking of them but I, I would say they were a bit guilty of it, even though they do have good songs. And like, and you know, I, I don't want to slag them off personally. We've had one of them on the show before, and he was—he um, was—he was a talker, but he was—he was a nice chap. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> we all are, though. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, we had the guy. We had the guy who—he's uh, not in the band anymore. He was the bassist. Then he kind of left to start EDM. Music, oh, Phil. Basically. Phil. Yeah, we had Phil on the show yeah. a couple of years ago now.
2: Oh, very cool super talented guy i hope he's doing really well for himself
0: yeah i looked i looked him up the other day and his project problem child it's called seems to it seems to be mm-hmm. re- yeah getting a lot of traction and i think he's doing quite well with that to be fair to him you named it after a neck deep song so I'm yeah. guessing because that like the i I'm thinking of that song, like the chorus, it's quite a sort of positive message. Is that kind of like part of the reason you picked that song?
2: Um, we kind of picked it. Well, I mean, part part of it was actually it started out as a joke. Like Zach and I, when we were in this other band and we would like, you know, like complain about things, like we would sit there and be like, Oh, I don't like the direction our music is going. And then like we were driving in his truck one day and gold steps the song came on and we both were just like this is exactly what we want to be doing this is like the direction we want to move our sound in and then so we were like well we'll start a a side project and call it gold steps and then one day we things just came to a head and we just like left that other band we were like you know what i think it's time we move into directions that fit better for everyone and so that was the day gold steps was born officially
0: okay
2: and And we've met neck deep Oh, you have? Yeah, we met them um at Warp Tour um and they signed um we had like a little postcard of ourselves like yeah. as the band like yeah. and they signed that and one of our Gold Steps t shirts. Um so that's somewhere in our house. We used to have it like hung up somewhere and then we moved and it's it's probably around here somewhere floating around. Okay. But that was really cool. They were like, Oh, we've heard of you. And it's probably because my brother had met them at a previous date of Warp Tour, and told them about okay. us, but okay. maybe maybe they came across us some other way. <laughs> we've talked oh, nice. to Ben a few times too about. well oh, like, that's the singer, right? Working with him in the future. Um, not Ben. Oh, sorry. We've we've talked to his brother, Seb.
0: Um, oh yeah, so he. I well, think
2: Seb is in the band now.
0: Yeah, he took Phil's place. I think. So so so, how were the the early days of Gold Steps? Was it? Did you find it easy getting shows in Austin? Because you know, kind of has a reputation as a good live music city. Like, how 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 did you find that? particularly in the pop-punk band.
2: Yeah, we had a really strong community down there. There's a lot of really talented pop-punk bands in Austin. I always said, like, man, if a label just decided to come down here and, like, do a sweep of Austin, they could find at least a half dozen bands that, to me, are of, like, the level of quality. Like, they perform live fantastically. Mm -hmm. They have great personalities. They're great songs. They're great performers. So I always was, like, wondering. I was, like, if a record exec ever came down from, like, you know, like a pop punk centered label, like they could just do a sweep of Austin and grab up like some of the most talented bands. And some of those bands are getting recognition now. Um, But it was easy to get shows because we honestly would play anything. Like we, when we first started out, like we knew that was how we needed to build our base. Nobody knew who we were. We didn't have any music out. So we became like the pinch hitter, I want to say, for like anytime a band dropped off a show, people would be like, oh, just hit up Gold Steps. They're down for like anything and everything. Like a guy knocked on our... Practice room door, we were like at a rehearsal space, like just practicing for the hour or whatever. And a dude knocked on the door and he was like, Hey, I just had a band drop off this thing. I like the way you guys sound. Can you okay. be at this location at like four o'clock today? And we were like, Sure. So we went and played this like outdoor art festival thing. And then we've just kind of jumped on anytime somebody was like, Oh crap, a, an opener dropped off. We'd be like, In. And so we built our following doing a lot of that. We did some self like booked tours okay. um, just around Texas and the Southwest. And then we released our EP in 2018, Incandescent. We worked really hard on those songs and we, you know, like did a real big, decent press campaign for it. Um, we had a, a publicist that did like a three month campaign with singles. And yeah, that's what really, I think, started to get us the traction. Like we were on every social media group we could think of on Facebook um, and we were just like, we kind of just pushed ourselves out there everywhere, yeah. um, which is weird because now coming back to it after a couple, like a year off, was just been like the landscape has changed. Right. But that's how we got our name out, was just being friendly, making connections with bands, supporting other people, and just putting our name everywhere we could. Like we just walked around with stickers all the time and handed yeah. them out.
0: And did the publicist get you anything impressed but did they open any doors that you were just like oh wow I didn't expect them to do that
2: yeah I mean they got uh this the the company doesn't exist anymore um but our publicist had gotten us a feature with alternative press
1: oh um, so they did like a video drop
2: for our music video for Firestarter. that was super exciting that was that 2018 was just like a wild year for us we played warp tour which we just got by entering we just like put in a submission on like Reverb Nation, and they picked us, and was like, "What? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool." They got us a couple other like like features and stuff in magazines. Um, I don't know. It was such a like crazy time for us. We were setting up tours for the summer, and it just felt really wild. Um, we did a lot that year, wow. um, but that was one of the big things we got was that alternative press release.
0: What was the 2018? So that that would have been the last Warp tour, right?
2: Yep, that was the last cross country Warp tour, and we played the San Antonio date. Um, and that was that was definitely a check off my bucket list. Especially once I heard the tour was ending, I was like, "Oh no, I'm never gonna get that chance. Like, I'll never get to to do that." And then we happened to to snag that spot, and it was awesome because we played 2018. But in 2017, Zach and I had just gone down and like worked the lines. Like, we went to attend like to see bands, but we spent like the morning like waiting in line with people and just showing them our music video and giving them stickers and telling us telling them to follow us and and then the next year when we played, people were like, I was in line and I still That's have cool. your sticker cool. or I checked you guys out after it and now I can't believe you guys are playing. So that was, I don't know. It was a really good oh, feeling. Amazing.
0: At, the, at the end of 2018, did you feel like there were, you had somewhat of a following, in, like particularly locally and stuff, like after all those campaigns and all those good things that happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, we felt pretty poised for 2019 was kind of going to be like our year Um, We went and recorded some new singles at the end of 2019 or in fall of 2019 and then went back into the studio in February to do four more demos. Um, Our manager at the time was shopping us around to labels Mm -hmm. and then pretty much right off of recording these demos, we went straight on to tour for like, like, I I don't know if it was like six or eight weeks um, with a band called Calling All Captains and then another band called Settle Your Scores, um, both really fantastically talented bands. And that being on tour with them them was like... Just like mind blowing. Yeah, they're great. And and it was just like, it was so much fun. We had our own bus. Wow. We had Zach had gutted it and put bunks in. And so we we just we did the thing and then came back from that tour. And I think there was just like, a little bit of like, burnout, because we had been going so yeah. hard pretty much since 2016 to like, so I just we kind of were like maybe we need like a little bit of a reset some self-care and time to to take a break and I was really missing home at that point I had been away for almost five years so I mean I visited but it wasn't the same so we decided that the best thing for us was to move up here and and kind of take a break from things um and now we're back
0: (laughs) so so when when you when you moved back up was that in your head, was that potentially the end of the band? Because presumably you were leaving Texas-based members behind. We just kind of like, oh, maybe the band's done. We're just going to go back, or was it always going to be like, this is a hiatus? We're just we're going to bring in new people and carry on once we're once we're good to go.
2: It was definitely uncertain, and that's why we didn't really put anything online about it. Like right. we were kind of like, like I wasn't in a really great space in my head, okay. so I definitely needed to take some time off and kind of figure out what I really wanted to do with my life and and where I wanted to be um and it was really hard leaving like i remember like standing in our kitchen and being like hey guys and it was kind of a snap decision like we we had talked about it on and off like yeah eventually we'll move to wisconsin eventually we'll move to milwaukee and then we were in our in the studio with our former producer rick king trying to do more demos and just nothing was coming and we kind of had like one of those like those talks that you have with your friends where you're like hey maybe it's time for like a big change like maybe you're ready for this now and like in that moment we decided we were going to move and we were we left and were gone four weeks later like that's how quick it was we put our house up for sale and moved like moved in with my brother up here until we bought our current house which I love. I love our it, it, house. What I
0: can see of it looks nice.
2: Thank you. Yeah, this is our, like, loft area, my fancy library that I never read
0: in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just take photos in. <laughs> but, yeah, it. it I just – I needed a fresh perspective after, like, I felt like my whole life was, like, wound up in gold steps that I couldn't separate my personal self from it okay. at all. And I don't know if anybody's ever had that sort of, like, disassociation before, but it can be a little, like – mind fucky like just being like wait where do where do where does gold steps end and i begin or no. is there no me without gold okay. steps kind of okay. thing um so i wanted to see if i could survive without music without playing music without being you know and just kind of go back to to normal life um it was kind of weird it was kind of a weird time but the guys were like ruben and alex were super sweet Those were our former members, and they, like, immediately, like, as soon as we left, like, they were in other projects right away because they're very talented. Um, And we actually had more shows. We had booked – we were playing Summerfest up here, and then we had a a festival in Detroit we played. So they came up for those. We still played those shows, um, and so we were already moved up here. Um, But we kind of knew it was, like, a little goodbye, Um, and they were great people. I wish we had gotten a chance to write a record with them, but I I felt, like – I needed to take that break for myself and obviously for zach and i being married imagine the entirety of your relationship has been really the focal point has been this sure, band yeah so that was another thing too it was like do we exist in a really right. like does our relationship work without playing in a band okay. together it does okay that's does, good news so
0: how how quickly after that did did you kind of think okay right ready to go again like how did you know the new members already or how did you find them
2: No, so we we decided in in november of 2020 we were ready to play music again we had actually gone to austin met up with some of our friends who played in bands there and we had like a jam session just for fun and we're zach and i like on the way home we're like all right i think we're ready we're ready to go back to it now we've had enough of a break that creativity is starting to build up again let's do this um and so Zach put out a little Facebook, like like a little call on Facebook for people. And this guy hits us up and he's like, I'm your guy. I'm your drummer. You don't even need to, to talk to anybody else. And we were like, oh, okay, All who's right, this yeah, guy? Like, Confident. What the Confident,
0: okay. Yeah.
2: And, like, and I was like, um, no. <laughs> but um, Zach met up with him. Um, we had a practice with him. And it turns out he's actually married to one of my childhood oh, friends. Oh, okay,
0: Mike Small is. world.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Because Zach was like, oh, he kn- your wife knows you or knows who we are. She knows you from somewhere. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah. I, like, I used to dance with her for years at the same dance academy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, we went to high school and middle school together. We were really close for a while. So so we show up. Mikey's fantastic. And then a couple weeks later, we met up with Ryan, our bassist. He actually moved back from Chicago Um because you know, with the pandemic, he didn't really have much going yeah. on. So he was like, "Well, I'll just move back to Wisconsin and be in this band." Um, and so, within a couple of weeks, we had our current lineup and haven't really haven't really changed anything up since. Um, that was so we we officially were a full band again in January of twenty twenty.
0: Okay, so just over a year ago. So yeah, I guess mm-hmm. talk me through. So I guess last year, were there been a funny one with like obviously the pandemic very much being in full swing at the start of the year like you know what did you manage to mm-hmm. do like i know obviously what, by the time i started talking to you which i guess was towards the end of the year i know you were on tour at that time but like yeah talk me through 2021 a little bit
2: pretty much the first thing we realized like decided was like okay so we've you know we have gold steps we you know obviously like a lot of our fan base has probably like fizzled out because we didn't do anything for a year and a half um, so we need to get music out. We need to do something. Um, we started writing right mm-hmm. away. Um, Nick Thompson um, flew up in March to yeah. do a writing well, session with us. And we yeah actually... yeah just let me hold you up yeah. there. So
0: okay, how did that come about? Sure. Because like, uh, I know I know Nick's like involved in. I don't know if he's on um, featured X or whatever. Was that via featured X or did you kind of know him a little bit or was he a friend of a friend? How did that come about? Because you can't just casually say Nick Thompson from Hit the Lights flew like, up. Like come on. Let's, uh... <laughs> let's 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 focus on that for a sec
2: um so we've actually been working with nick since 2018. okay um we were supposed to so our former producer rick um he knew nick he had worked with hit the lights he did some of their like newer tracks um and i think he did their acoustic ep uh but so he knew nick we were actually supposed to do a writing session with kevin from hit the lights and we were on tour this was yeah 2018 and Kevin had something personal come up at the last second. Like we were supposed to be driving to Kentucky the next day to start this writing session. Yeah. And Rick was like, let me, let me call Nick. Like, let me call Nick. And I was like, Oh, Nick's not going to want to work with us. Nick doesn't know who we sure. are. We're nobody. Yeah. And Rick magically convinced Nick to come up and be like, no, 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 this band is worth your time. Like come check them out. Like come write with them. Like, you know, whatever, let's do this thing. And Nick and I clicked right away. I hope he feels the same way. Cause I always say this, but, when Nick and I sat next to each other and started working through like, okay, what's going through your head right now? Like what kind of topics are you thinking about? Like what's important in your life that you want to write about? And it just flowed so easily. We wrote empty space and under attack in that writing session. And, and pretty much right from there, we wanted, we wanted to continue working, working with that team because it just, everything flowed so well, like, Nick has a real incredible knack for melody yeah. um, and he has a really good way of pulling things out of my head um, that necessarily I don't think are like, oh, I don't think that's a good lyric. Okay, well, how do we make it better? Oh, I don't know if that's something I could write about. Like, well, why not? Let's let's do that. And he helped me get over some creative like mental blocks that I had. Um, and I I don't know. I feel like I'm just a more creative person when I'm working with him. Like he he – now when I'm writing stuff on my own, like I think of – how would Nick phrase that? Or what would Nick say about that melody and what would he change to make it more impactful? Um, So he's just a really great, really great musician. Um, So we've had a relationship with him for a while. Um, Our demos that we did back in February 2019, he was part of that session. We did like three weeks at Rick King's studio um, to write those. Um, And then it was like a no brainer to hit him up and be like, hey, so we're kind of back together again do you want to come up and write with us? Is that something you'd want to do? And he was like, tell me when and where. Awesome. So he came up and we wrote three new songs together. And now we're kind of compiling everything from pretty much every song we've written since starting to work with Nick is going to come out on our LP later. Oh, this Okay.
0: Year. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll come, we'll come to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But, um, at the time of recording you a few weeks ago, released that single with, with Nick, um, Mm-hmm. but I, I like how so it's kind of it's promoted as gold steps and like collab with thief club is it, it like do you count it as like mm-hmm. oh it's 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 a thief club song as much as it's a gold step song this is just a straight 50 50 thing which which i found interesting because he was absolutely because when he was on our show um well I spoke very well of you guys by the way so that was kind of like that i mean that's what planted the seed for me because i was like oh yeah gold oh. steps like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, named after the Neck Deep song. I, I, you know, I didn't really know much about you guys, and I was just like, oh yeah, we should, we should reach out to them, have them on the show. So that was, that was thanks to him being very enthusiastic about uh-huh. you guys. But yeah, but when he was talking about Thief Club, he was saying how he was saving like the pop punk kind of thing for future hit the Light stuff because like you know they were kind of planning in the near future to do stuff. And Thief Club, he wanted to move mm-hmm. away from that sound. So I kind of I find it interesting, but like for you guys, he's willing to go. Because you know, let's face it, it's a pretty pop punk sounding song. That he's happy to go back for it. So, the the other stuff that you've got with Nick is that going to be like framed under the sort of Gold Steps X Thief Club, or will that be just Nick Nick Thompson feature? How's that going to work?
2: Um, everything else, he's just kind of – he has, like, songwriting oh, credit okay. on. Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. collaborated with I'm him. with you.
0: Like, the, the, all this stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah. So it won't necessarily be, like, featuring Nick Thompson because he's not uh, singing got got on got any it. of them. Um, but he he's integral to, you know, our songwriting process, okay. like, currently. So um, the Thief Club thing came about because when we wrote that song in 2019, um, it was like – we were like, man, the song bangs so hard. And we didn't revisit it until 2021 when he came up for the writing session. Okay. And we were we talked about, like, how could we, like, this is obviously the song to, like, announce that we're back and we're here yeah. and we're going to be putting out more music. And we somebody floated the idea of Nick doing vocals on it. And I think that Nick had always wanted to do vocals mm-hmm. on it, but we just hadn't, at the time, the songs we were doing were for, like, to shop gold steps to labels. And I guess maybe there was, like, you know, obviously continue to showcase my voice and what we can do as a I band. See. But then we were revisiting it. Nick, I mean, obviously Nick loves that song. Like we all do. When we wrote that song, we were like, oh my God, I don't even know, like, what is this song? It's so fast. It's so bitchy. And I love that. Like it just like hit all of like the spots that I want from like a pop punk banger. Yeah, And so I think Nick was just thrilled to like, let's revisit it. Let's put it out as like a Thief Club collab because he was, he, I mean, he wrote, you know, the song with us, and so he was just as much a part of that process cool. as we were, and then his vocals on it, I mean, but yeah, it's interesting that he's talking about Thief Club kind of moving in this other direction, and then keeping the Hit the Light stuff pop yeah. punk, because the new stuff we wrote with Nick um, is kind of also us transitioning or trying out some new oh, sounds, Oh, okay, too.
0: okay, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll definitely come to that in a yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, firstly, say what, what was what's the reception being like to the to the Beef Club collaboration? In the like, I don't know how, when did you release it? About six about six weeks ago, a month ago, something was it like that. You, you released it. Yeah,
2: just over a month yeah. ago, uh, maybe five okay. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been pretty great. Uh, people really like it. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to come to work and like have people like humming it. Like my my coworkers are like, it's stuck in my head oh, all day. I was like, oh, I'm glad you're listening to it. That's good because you normally don't listen to that kind of music, (laughs) so that's great. Like, I love that. Um, But it's it's yeah, you know, it's it's been really really well received. Um, Everybody likes the music video, which was just us literally being like tipsy at a skate park and having a lot of fun. Seen it. it. And we wanted to do something that was a throwback because it seems like right now everybody's kind of having that like the appetite for like the good old days of pop punk yeah, like yeah. i mean avril levine's like back like travis barker is building up this new legion of pop punk I mean, artists he, he basically and has his own genre at just... this
0: point travis barker pop punk that's just like a whole thing now <laughs>
2: uh barker, barker Core, Core. I think that's I that's what that's, to that's like well, on the reddit
0: on the reddit uh subreddit pop punk thing
2: I think, yeah mm-hmm. oh are you on that too i'm yeah. there
0: yeah I'm, I'm there every day i'm
2: more of a lurker yeah me too i'm trying i'm trying to post more or comment more at least and not just be like a fly on the wall but i get scared that people are gonna be like i hate you and you suck because people on reddit can be like very very hot and cold yeah. and like if you don't have the the best opinion in the room like they'll shit all over you
0: yeah you just gotta take take a step away from it and it's funny i did um i saw the other day there was there was a thread about uh like female someone asking for female vocalist bands and like I, I just looked at the comments. I did I did spy you in there. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring that up. <laughs> um,
2: I have nothing to hide. Everybody will know my Reddit. <laughs> someday.
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, you've just got to, yeah, I think don't be shy about your opinions and, putting your band out on there like you know not everyone's going to agree with you or like your band or whatever and like the amount of rubbish or just nonsense i see written in that forum, i <laughs> disagree with I just, you know the amount of times i just kind of bite my tongue and think no i'm not going to comment on that because i'm just going to get in arguments with people i am never going to meet or ever, yeah. to resist doing that you know
2: like i don't have time yeah. for that today <laughs> Did you see they started a new group called Old Pop Punkers? I
0: have not noticed that really. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that's—I think they started that yesterday or the day before. So of course I immediately joined because I was like, "Yeah, I've been—I've been in this scene for a while. Like, I—I've I, been listening to this music for well over half my life. I think I—I I get to be an old <laughs> pop
0: punker today." I mean, so is that more referring to people's ages, or is it just people who don't want to hear about I don't know driveways or whatever bands that people are constantly talking about, like the new new bands that people have. I don't know. i'll have to check it out and see yeah
2: uh, right now i mean there's like nothing right. in there there's like a couple of posts i think somebody posted a blink 182 video <laughs> or something like that but i think it's yeah it's supposed to be a safe space for those of us who aren't ready you know for those who aren't ready to admit that yeah there's you know bands that are getting signed to these traditionally pop punk labels who now like kind of you know go beyond that genre line whatever you want to call yeah. it um and and it's more like I don't
0: know I, I guess that's like a safe space for like the old days <laughs> how do, how do you feel about um on that subject kind of like you know the, the sort of resurgence that pop punks had the sort of TikTok pop punk that you know was, i guess sort of started by travis and machine gun kelly and we've seen loads of artists at that kind of in that lane a bit like that since like how do you feel about that kind of movement are you a fan of any of it like yeah what, what are your thoughts
2: i i I love it as long as to me it there's some sort of progression there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it makes sense to necessarily rehash everything from 2003 as great as an of, of an era that it was. I kind of it would be cool to see more people go back and check out those bands that were popular during that time. Some of the smaller bands. Um, I think the when we were Young Fest is actually bringing a lot of light to some of those artists that have kind of fallen by the wayside because they didn't like. I guess hold on to the wave as long as other bands have. So it's really great to see some of those smaller band names in there and be like, Oh yeah, I remember catching them at warp tour in 08, Or I remember catching them, you know, at a concert in 2013 and, and, you know, they really haven't moved since then. So I hope that more people go back to check out a lot of these smaller bands that already existed and have been working for years to continue growing their fan base. But then I love the innovation that's coming from a lot of it. Like, I have a coworker who was really into Juice World. Okay. And Juice World kind of bent that, like, like that crossover between like rap and pop punk and emo. And I think that trend has been moving that way for a while. I mean, I think Post Malone might be one of the first artists that really capitalized on that and was able to kind of make it make sense. But none of us only listen to pop punk, right? Like we all have different influences coming. So I think it's really cool to like hear bands. Yeah, make a great pop punk song, but why can't they also on the same record do a song that's a little bit more new wavy or do something that's a little bit more folky or something that's way more hyper pop or something like that? Like, why do we put these boxes around artists? And I think that's why artists get so frustrated, especially with the pop punk genre, is because people get so, like, they, they don't want people to, like, leave. It's like, no, 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 stay mine forever. Like. Once you go out into the big world, you're going to change, and we love you, so please don't change. But at the same time, like, we all inevitably change. Nobody is the same person two years ago from, like, right now from two years ago. Like, I don't know. I think we have a tendency to want to keep people in, like, a little box forever. That's just our special pop-punk box. But I love how innovative these bands are. I mean, a good song is a good song no matter where it came from or what kind of genre Mm. Um, it really exists in but also like genres are just so difficult like when you're starting to like put eight labels on a band to describe their sound i i mean we just are going to start calling ourselves like a rock band at this point or like a power pop band or something because we definitely don't have many punk elements (laughs) anymore at least traditional punk, if you want to get puristy about right,
0: right. It. <laughs> it's, it. It's funny. So you mentioned you, you're talking about genres and stepping outside the genre. So I guess that, that could be a nice place to mm-hmm. lead into. You'd mention an upcoming potential LP and kind of moving away from the sound a little bit. So,
2: Well, um, so for a long time, uh, our former producer and us had kind of joked about like doing like a pop side thing, like a straight up pop outfit like just like under like a different name or something like that Um, and then we kind of came back to that idea a little bit as we moved into like this writing session with Nick like I wanted to stretch my wings a little bit as um, a vocalist as a songwriter Um, I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. anybody who's probably seen any interview in the last couple years like I've gotten over my fear of like people like being weird about that um, because I feel like she can be really polarizing for some reason Um, but she's just a fantastic songwriter Um, So I I love listening to her song structure and her rhyming schemes and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to kind of, I guess, flex a little bit as a songwriter and not stay in that little box that's too, I guess like I get wrapped up in my own head sometimes. Like with with pop, things can be very simple Mm -hmm. and still have the same effect Mm -hmm. um, without necessarily like dumbing down your words or stuff like that. Um, But one thing that Nick has always gotten on me about same with our, with Rick King was I have too many words. I have too many lyrics and that means that it's going to be a melody that people can't follow. Like what's something that's simple, impactful, but still has meaning. Mm -hmm. So I, we really tried to work in with those, um, those sort of confines, I guess those were the guidelines that we went with. Um, And then we kind of scaled back a little bit on some of like, like the drums, like getting away from, like, the four beats and the blast beats and, like, stuff like that. Like, the only song on the record that has a breakdown is Stay the Same. Oh, right. Okay. Whereas our first EP was, like, all chuggy-chug breakdown, easy yeah, core. Like, yeah. we're going to be the next – we're going to be the female-fronted NFG yeah. for your strong yeah, outfit, yeah. which did not come to fruition. Right. Um, but I think a lot of it, too, reflects that we we listen to different music and we've kind of grown up um, – Topically, I mean, I'm not chasing boys around, you know, high school or college right now. Like, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, my insecurities come from a different place than they did five years ago. Sure. Uh, so I think there's there's also a little bit more, like, bluntness, I think. Like, Stay the Same as a song that was obviously, like, written about a certain type of friend that exists in sure. life. Yeah, um, Under Attack was about a specific person. There's a song on the record that is very, very, very much... I think the person who I wrote it about, like, they have to oh, know. okay. Like, it's that pointed. Okay. Like, nobody else listening to it would know it, but that was where I was like, okay, this is my Taylor song. Like, this is that yeah. song where, like, I am straight calling you out and do not get, do not piss me off. I will be petty about it. I am going to write a song about you. And so, we'll see. We'll see if that person okay. knows okay. <laughs> once it comes out. But, that's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written because I wrote the the melody cha- was basically unchanged. Like it was like a voice memo. I sat down and just hashed this song out, and the only thing we really did a lot of work on was changing up the bridge. Oh right,
0: okay, okay. So
2: that song will be called Front Row eventually okay. when the LP comes out.
0: And and before. do we know when the LP would be coming out? Like you mentioned, like shopping it to labels and stuff. So uh, I don't know where you're at with that stuff?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're talking to a couple of small labels right now, um, so we haven't necessarily signed anything yet, but that is why there's all of a sudden, like, we were like, oh, we're going to drop the LP in March, we've got, like, a couple singles coming out, and all of a sudden, we kind of slowed down, okay. and that's just because right now, we're trying to figure out where we're going, and in the next few weeks, we should have it kind of solidified and then be able to more make a more concrete promise on things. Yeah. But now I think it's probably going to be closer to summer, if not later in the okay. year. Um, so unfortunately, if anybody was really caring and waiting around for us to drop new music, stay the same is what you're going to hear for a while. Um, but we do have other... Yeah, so keep keep jamming that in the old stuff. Um, keep jamming Empty Space and Under Attack because those will be on the new LP as okay. well. Um, and then we've already started writing for a new record too, just because we've been very creative lately. So sometimes when you're busy promoting stuff and playing shows, it's kind of hard to like find time to like, be like, "Oh, we want to keep writing. But right now we kind of have to focus on like the stuff we have that's ready to go. Um, so hopefully that (laughs) hopefully we can keep all the gears moving. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so apart from, you know, that, that kind of record in the distance, what, what else have you got kind of planned for the next, next few months, I guess. I know you have a show tonight at that time of recording. Um, yeah, like what, what, what's, yeah, on the hori- what's on the immediate horizon?
2: So we've got pretty much one show booked per month in Milwaukee through June. And then we have a little weekend run. We're going to be hitting up um, Grand Rapids, um, the Detroit metro area, and then um, Chicago, um, or just outside Chicago. So we've got a little weekend run with a band from Chicago called Fluorescence. I know them. Um, coming yep. up at the end of April. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, not not personally. I know of them, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got sick in December. We were supposed to play with them here in Milwaukee. I got like the horrible flu, and so we couldn't play. And then they still were like, well, do you guys want to do a weekend run? And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for not hating us (laughs) for getting sick. Um, So we're going to be doing that um, little weekend run. And then we are trying to work out possibly heading down to Florida at the end of June. Okay. And then possibly a Western Canada tour maybe oh, yeah. with Nicholas Rage. We're just in talks. Nothing's confirmed. It, it's like on our like little like, can we make this happen list? Um, but we'll definitely be on the road before the end of the year. We're going to be doing something, whether it's just like a 10-day yeah. run or a bunch of little weekenders, but we're trying to get out there and play as much as possible because we love performing. That's my favorite sure. thing is being able to go out there and and like fully with my entire body express all of those feelings that are built up in these recordings
0: you know i don't want to take too much of your time i'll, I'll let you go in a minute because i know you know you'll probably have stuff to get ready for later and stuff but um i guess <laughs> we could kind of like wrap this up with just like we tend to kind of wrap them up with some sort of general broad questions but i'm always curious to see what people's people's answers are to these so if it's cool to do that we'll we'll, we'll do that then yeah. i'll let you get on with your day but um
2: i'm an open book.
0: Um, okay, so. <laughs> Gold Steps are uh, going on tour with anyone you like. Who Who are the three bands or artists that you're going on tour with? I'm guessing Taylor Swift's probably one of them. I, and I mean, this can be anyone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think right now we would probably be picking the bands that we've been listening to a lot. Um, okay. So we're huge fans of Between You and Me,
0: Australian bands, yeah.
2: Oh my God, they are so good, and their new record has just been like insane. I like it is it is a hundred percent from start to finish. Just like my favorite album that came out last year, um, it was amazing. I would say so Between You and Me for sure. Probably bearings too, just because we love bearings and mm-hmm. um Hello It's You was a record that again we just spun them side by side, I think, with between you and me. So it's we're going to we're driving out to Ohio to see them play, Oh really? Um because we had yeah, because we have tickets for a different show the night they're playing in Chicago. So oh, okay. it'll be a fun weekend. Um so yeah, bearings between you and me. And then I'd probably have to say Knucklepuck is the one band that like all four of us consistently like are just they're just solidly like on in the background. Like you could visit our house like any day of the week and somebody's probably listening to knuckle puck in a room somewhere.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Like
2: it just happens to be okay. that way.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny. Cause I like my next question. I was going to ask like, what artists are you listening to right now? But I guess you sort of answered that, but would there, was there anyone else who you left out <laughs> when you were say in that sort of dream tour, like anyone else who's kind of, you would recommend our listeners be listening to right now?
2: Um, i I kind of dive around in like the pop scene. Um, I know like, <laughs> like you guys have all heard of like Dua Lipa and Taylor Swift and Carly Ray Jobson. Sure. So like that's probably not worth like throwing out. I don't
0: think budget. they need the promotion, though.
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, um, oh my gosh, who was I listening to the other day? Um, it's like, well, Charlotte Sands is really yes. good. I mean, I dig her a lot. I really like what she's doing. Yeah, I like that
0: EP, that last EP, yeah.
2: It seems like she's worked for a really long time to get to where she is. So it's crazy, like, to see, like, I don't think you ever see her without a smile on her face. She just looks so happy to be where she's at. And I think it's really great that we are open to embracing, like, a solo pop-punk artist. Because I didn't think that was something, I didn't think, like, you could thrive in this genre without being part of a band. So it's really great to see somebody very talented who's worked very hard since she was 18 to get to where she is mm-hmm. now. I mean, I'm sure she was working for it before then, but that's when she moved to Nashville. And so I, am really like impressed by how she's like really thriving. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. Um, and then I like this band out of, um, like I'm sure most people have heard of like Phoebe Bridgers yeah. and she just did a song with Muna and I've been a fan of Muna for a while. Um, they came up in like the Carly Rae Jepsen radio or something like okay. that. Um, um, So big fan of, of, I believe they're out of California. Um, And they are just fabulous songwriters, stuff that's like super catchy. Um, And then we've been bumping a lot of Grayscale's new album. Um, And then Blink-182 is always on somewhere too. (laughs) What's
0: your favorite Blink album?
2: I really like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but I think the general band consensus was Enema of the State. That was like my first Blink album that I ever listened to um all the small things i know they aren't huge fans of that song themselves but i mean i remember roller skating to that as Mm -hmm. a kid like at the roller rink and being like i love this band and i asked my uncle i want i was like i want that song that says say it ain't so like can i get that cd with the say it ain't so song and he got me a weezer album
0: (laughs) you can see you can see how (laughs) his brain worked and what happened there yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, it, he was, like, I mean, pretty much on the money. I just didn't know what yeah, the name of the song was because yeah. I'd only ever heard oh. it at, you know, Skate you or whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then proper, like, general questions. Um, I'll, I'll fire them mm-hmm. at you quickly. Um, favorite movie?
2: Oh, my favorite movie? Yeah. Oh, f- super bad.
0: Oh, okay. That's an interesting <laughs> one. I haven't watched that in a long time. Um, I don't know how that uh- holds up.
2: That or The Great Gatsby. I'm kind I of a like weird that. person. I have two different personalities. There's, like, my highbrow self, and then there's, like, me down here being, like, I like fart jokes, and Seth Rogen is the hottest, like, actor <laughs> out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's my celebrity crush,
0: is Seth okay, Rogen. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting one. I like, yeah, I like people who kind of, you know, don't don't go for, like, the bog standard ones. That's a good one. Um, favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? <laughs> South Park. Okay, okay. And finally, oh, yeah, because you because obviously you work at a a brewery during the day. Like what's, what what, might be hard to name your all time favorite beer, but what would be some contenders for that?
2: Oh, my favorite beer of all time that I can't get is, um, by a, a German brand, I believe called Erdinger. It's the Erdinger Picantis. It's this like jammy figgy dark beer that I've only been able to track down at some German restaurants. Um, but at my brewery, I love things that are kind of tart and sour. So my favorite beer that's always on tap is our Gozarita. Okay. It's a gluten-free beer that's made with lime, salt, and agave. That and it's really, really delicious. It's very, very awesome, very limey, very summery. I would like one right now because it's like five degrees outside
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> does, um, does your brewery, uh, do they ship to Europe or is it – do they only provide it uh, – locally
2: um we are currently available in the ukraine okay canada and i'm not sure if we worked things out with we were shipping beer to south korea for a while um i'm not sure if that's still happening but we are mostly in the states we're in like 30 some states um we're like the biggest craft brewery in milwaukee um but we we're kind of like the old guys on the block like they've been around since 87 which isn't that long but um the only other craft brewery that existed from like the same year, I think they were a few months older, they actually got sold out to a bigger conglomerate. Okay. So we are the oldest running craft brewery in Milwaukee at this point, independent running stuff.
0: So. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, I suppose like 87 is kind yeah. of old when you think like, like kind of like craft beer and stuff. I know it's always been kind of big, but it's like in the sort of last 15 years, it's got really big. So like, your company was before, before the trend, I suppose. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, they they yeah. need to get get themselves in gear and, and get shipping to the UK so we we can sample. Them
2: yeah, but they should. Oh, Lakefront Brewery, just so I can get Lakefront the plug Brewery. in
0: there. Yeah, I'll put I'll put that in like the show notes or uh, or when we start sharing this once we have this episode ready. Um, yeah <laughs> but with that said um, yeah I should probably let you get on with your day um, thank you so much for giving me the time this has been awesome thank you so much and uh, good luck with your show tonight
2: thank you have a great okay. rest of your day and thanks for having me anytime
0: alright thanks Liz